Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you think you can be a salesman? No, I cannot. I also cannot. I'll be damn jealous and damn territorial. Do you think you'll be jealous? Yeah, for sure. I mean like, how jealous? I think jealous enough to break up. How about jealous enough to kill the other woman? <gasps> Hi, I'm Teddy, and today on A Brief Case, we are looking at Mimi Wong, the first woman in Singapore to be given the death penalty. Mimi Wong was born in pre-independent Singapore. If she lived, she would have been about 80 now, and she was the daughter of a second wife. So her dad was polygamous, which is not something I would be cool with, but wasn't super unusual at that point of time. Her dad dies when she's 11 months old. And from what I could find, she was raised by both her mom and her stepmom. And her stepmom was physically abusive to her, which is like the stereotype of an evil stepmother. She probably didn't have much of an education and she started working at 14 as a packer. At 17, she meets this guy, um, Sim Wokam, who we'll call Sim, at a picnic. He's like six years older, which depending on who you ask, is either an okay or a very big age gap. Two years later, they get married when she's 19, which seems super young right now, but wasn't in the 50s and 60s. In 1959, they have their first kid, a son, and a couple years later, in 1962, they have their second kid, another boy. About a year after they get married, which should be around the time where she had her first son, she got into a fight and apparently she assaulted her mother-in-law. And after that, her mother-in-law started calling her Empress Daughter-in-Law. Sim also said he didn't dare to fight with her and he was scared to quarrel with her because apparently he was hit with a bread knife once while they were fighting, which sucks. So she leaves him in 1963, but they aren't divorced. Her first son should be like four and her second is one. She becomes a bar girl and according to him, she would bring her boyfriends home and he would tell her to like not and it would seem like he was holding out for them to get back together, but it's a bit gross. And in 1966, Mimi is 27 years old and she's working as a bar girl in the Flamingo nightclub at Kim Seng Road, which was a cabaret-style club at that time and it very much sounds like a disco. While working there, she meets Hiroshi Watanabe. Hiroshi is a mechanical engineer and he's in Singapore for a land reclamation project. So he was working on setting up Badok for development. So um, thank you, sir, for Badok. They start hooking up and he knocks her up. Even though he's like an engineer, which is in the Asian holy trifecta of doctor, lawyer, engineer, he says he has no money for her abortion, which sounds a little bit shady to me because I think he's probably whining and dining her, but who knows? Maybe it's also because it'll be a significant and noticeable amount of money that somebody would notice missing from his bank account. You know, someone like his wife? Um, maybe I'm judging. Maybe it's because it was really very, very, very expensive. Abortions were illegal in Singapore at that time and actually only got legalized as part of the population control plan in 1969, which is a couple of years later. So Mimi goes to Penang and even though it 
was also illegal in Malaysia. Maybe it was more accessible or maybe it was cheaper. So she comes back to Singapore and they continue the relationship, um, her and Hiroshi. In 1967, which is about a year later, she changed jobs. She went to work at a bar in Pasir Panjang Road, uh, studying as a towel girl, then a bar girl. And to make ends meet, she also worked as a social escort and a hostess at night. From the descriptions of her, it makes sense that she worked in a bar because she was known to be a really solid drinker, like a tank. Around this period of time, she meets another guy, a Hong Kong businessman. They're pretty into each other. Um, at least she said she was super in love with him. He ends up bringing her back to Hong Kong and everything is okay for a while. So even though she's supposedly super, super in love with this businessman in Hong Kong and everything, um, she's still sending love letters to Hiroshi back in Singapore. And this continues until she gets pregnant by the businessman. We don't know if the businessman didn't want to pay for an abortion or if she wanted to keep the kid. But he kicks her out. She flies back to Singapore and has the child, it's a daughter. So now she has two sons and one daughter, just like my mother, and she keeps the daughter. But I think her sons are still being taken care of her ex-husband, Sim. At the same time, she's working some magic on Hiroshi Watanabe, who seems pretty kind of shady in my opinion as well. By mid-1969, she's his mistress. He gets her a um, room at Alexandra Road, and after that, they move into another place in Everett Road, which is near Yunos MRT, which makes sense when you realise that he's working at Bedok. He also gives her a $200 allowance, which is about $800 today with inflation, and it's enough to take care of her, her daughter, and they also have a helper. Again, all seems pretty good for Mimi Wong, who's now 30. And this only lasts for a couple of months because in September 1969, he tells her that his wife is moving to Singapore. A couple of days before Christmas, Hiroshi's 33-year-old wife, Ayako Watanabe, flies to Singapore with their three children. Get this, this guy has a wife with three kids and he's just casually cheating. His eldest is a 9-year-old daughter. We also know he has a 6-year-old son and one other kid. So... Imagine you're his wife. The day after you arrive from a long flight from Japan with your three kids that you handle yourself, your husband tells you he has a Singaporean mistress. I can't. And apparently he also tells you that he doesn't dare to break up with his mistress because she has a temper. I would be so angry. I would be like, are you more scared of her temper or my temper? On Christmas Day, Hiroshi drives his wife and kids to Mimi's place at Everett Road. And for some reason, he really wants his wife and mistress to meet, which are the last two people normal people want to meet. And it sounds like a terrible idea to me. Mimi obviously doesn't want to meet his wife because that's his wife and she's the Xiaosan. And Hiroshi quarrels with her for half an hour and he finally convinces her. Hiroshi, his wife, their kids, their three kids, okay? Mimi, her daughter, and their helper. I mean, I don't know how big this car was. They all bundle up and they go for dinner. And Mimi, Mimi is playing nice. She even gives his kids candy in the car. I, I just don't think it's a good idea for these two women to meet. And it's almost like he was trying to stir shit. Mimi even went to their New Year's Eve party, uh, which was held at their house, a semi-D in Jalan Seaview in Marine Parade, which I guess today is a lot fancier than Yunos, where Mimi's Everett Road house was. 
and allegedly Ayako calls Mimi a prostitute, which we also don't know was technically true or not. Um, but I kind of don't fault her because I mean it's her husband's mistress, and really, the person she should be pissed at was her husband. Mimi is angry. She's big mad. Personally, I think she's a bit scared because all this time it looks like Hiroshi was providing for her and he was taking care of her and her daughter. Um, but I don't think that this is something that would have continued on with his wife in Singapore. And she's definitely smart enough to look out for herself. I think she was a bit worried about this. It definitely looks like she was because just two days after the party on second gen, she approaches her ex-husband, Sim. You know, the one that she has two kids with? At the time, he was working as a sweeper, which probably didn't pay much. And she was like, My husband, do you want to help me kill my boyfriend's wife? She offers him money for his help, which I guess he did take. So now we fast forward to the day of the case. It's 6th January 1970, which is a Tuesday. Hiroshi is working late. He's working hard on Badok and he wasn't at home. But again, he totally wasn't like really working. He was having dinner with Mimi at their Everett Road home. And during this dinner, she asked him if he was going to sleep over. And he was like, nah, I'm going to go back to my family. Um, but maybe after dinner, he does go back to work. But we definitely know that they had dinner that night and he didn't go back to his family's Jalan Seaview home until much later. At Jalan Seaview, Ayako had put the kids to sleep. I think pretty early. I have a friend who had a 8.30 bedtime until she was 17, but I digress. Yes. Um, and we got to note that the kids' bedroom is attached to a larger bathroom. At 9.30, between the dinner and then, Mimi picked up Sim and they take a taxi and show up at the house. Sim was carrying a tin that Mimi gave him. It was filled with toilet cleaning liquid, which I think was bleach. And there were gloves and a knife in Mimi's bag, which is pretty suspicious in my opinion. Ayako obviously recognizes Mimi and Mimi is like, Hey, I brought this workman to fix your broken sink because I'm just so nice like that. Ayako believes her and lets her in. I think she brings them to the bathroom where Sim throws the toilet cleaner into her face and if you've ever accidentally touched it without a glove, it burns. Mimi takes the knife out of her bag and stabs Ayako. Ayako shouts and falls to the floor with her hands covering her face because bleach and Sim tries to cover her mouth to keep her from screaming but she bites him, which he totally deserves. Mimi stabs Ayako and in total, she has 9 wounds. There are 2 fatal stabs on Ayako. One was in the jugular of a neck and the other was through the stomach to the aorta which is the main artery carrying oxygenated blood away from the heart. It's very important. She also had defensive wounds on her right hand from fighting off Mimi and Sim um, which included finger cuts while she tried to fight them away. This is messy. This is noisy. So the Wantanabe's nine-year-old daughter Cheiko, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, she wasn't really sleeping or she was, she's a really light sleeper, something like that. She actually heard them when they came in and were walking around and she heard her mom scream. She wakes up and goes to the bathroom where the screams are coming from. Cheiko walks into the bathroom and she sees her mother bleeding from the chest and her father's friend, quote-unquote friend. Um, Cheiko called her Obasan, which her father told her to call Mimi, which is Japanese for auntie. And... She sees Mimi and Sim manhandling her mom and holding her down, like in the process of killing her, basically. 
She's just a kid, so she goes back to the bedroom to try to wake up her six-year-old brother, but he's asleep, which must have been so scary and frustrating for her. After she sees Wong and Sim leave, she's a witness to the murder of her mother. It's so massively traumatizing for anyone to see a mother and a kid to see the mother of their parent. Mimi and Sim run out of the house to the end of the road. There, they flag a cat and leave. At 10.30, which is just an hour after Mimi went to the Jalan Seaview house, three hours after their dinner together, Hiroshi comes home from his job. He sees his three kids crying at the bathroom door, and in there, his wife's dead body. He asks his kids who killed their mom, and Cheko was able to say, Obasan and a man she didn't know killed her, which I think at this point he basically knows it's Mimi, and I can't imagine how brave this small girl was and how traumatizing this whole thing must have been for her. Sim is arrested next morning and he's picked out of a lineup by Chego. They find type A blood on his trousers, which matches Ayako. So blood type was actually used for forensic evidence at the time because there wasn't DNA matching then. And I think it's always so easy to forget that DNA evidence only happened really recently, like in the 80s. And the first case to use um, DNA evidence was 1983, and this is about 10 years before in the 70s. Mimi is arrested a day after that on the 8th, and they go to trial about 10 months later. Mimi is really dramatic. After killing his wife, and him knowing that she killed his wife, they run into each other at the criminal investigations department. And she kneels on the floor, and I'm gonna read this out verbatim, at least how I think it was said. I'm sorry, give me see your wife, can or not. That night, I drank, I love you true. You told me everything is finished, so it's like she's saying the reason why she did it was because he forced her to meet his wife, and because he said that he would end their relationship, something like that. The trial itself lasted 26 days. Mimi and Sim were tried together and it was presided by two judges, Justice Tan and Justice Chor. During the trial, Mimi tried to blame Sim and she said that he did it because he was greedy. According to her, she had been drinking that day and it wasn't an innocent thing but it wasn't a murder plot either. She actually just wanted to go and slap Ayako. Not just for calling her prostitute at their New Year's party, but also so that Ayako would complain to Hiroshi and he would end his affair with Mimi. And she said she brought her ex-husband Sim because Hiroshi told her that all Japanese people knew judo and she was scared that Ayako would judo her after <laughs> Mimi slapped her. So her version of events was that she went to the house, slapped Ayako, and then they got into a bit of a kerfuffle. And then Sim just suddenly decides to throw the cleaner at them, and she sees them, like both of them, not just Ayako. After, Mimi tells Sim to run away, but he doesn't, and Mimi just leaves. Sim only comes out of the house after. Again, she blames the drinking, saying it drove her to go and find Ayako, and she plays a little bit of the damsel card, saying that she as a woman would not have the strength to stab Ayako, who was fighting back. And this trial is pretty wild. On top of the second, and probably not the most accurate version of events by Mimi, Sim also accuses her of being part of an all-woman secret society called the Red Butterfly Gang. So this gang is super intense. The women all had butterfly tattoos in either red, black or blue, 
and they made most of their money beating up mistresses and threatening them in order to force them to leave the cheater, to leave the cheating husband. She denies this because early Singapore really cracked down hard on secret societies. Mimi's side actually got this psychiatrist, um, Dr. Wong. His evaluation of her was that she was ready to be subordinate in Hiroshi's life. She was ready to be the mistress, the Xiaosan, like her mother was the second wife. He was like, look, she sent presents to the wife and all, which I would find super insulting. And I think that this doctor was a little bit rude because he then said that the wife, Ayako, was, let me quote this, downright ungrateful, but also insulting and humiliating to Wong. I mean, yes, it's your husband's mistress. I think that very few women would be polite or even civil to that. So Hiroshi also said that he was a little scared of her almost. He said that he couldn't suddenly end the affair, that Mimi hinted if he ended the affair, basically something would go down with either him or his family. So it's definitely a threat. On 7th December 1970, Mimi and her husband were sentenced to death. She was the first woman to be sentenced to death in independent Singapore. They appealed it multiple times, even appealing to the then-president, Benjamin Shears. But it all came to nothing. And again, Mimi was a pretty dramatic woman. In prison, she was so difficult. She would, like, strip naked and refuse to put on clothes, and she would throw pee at the wardens. There was actually only one person who could control her, and it's Singapore's most well-known executioner, Darshan Singh. She had a friendship with her and he would tell her to cover herself and she would with a blanket and he just seemed to be a pretty chill guy. Both Mimi and Sim were hanged on 27th July 1973 on a Friday like we mentioned in our first episode at dawn 6am. Before her hanging, Mimi actually told Singh that they should be lovers in the next life and she wanted to take him with her. Thank you so much for joining us on our second episode of A Briefcase. You can find us on Instagram at abriefcase underscore. Follow us and drop us a message or a comment. I hope you guys enjoyed this case on Mimi Wong, Singapore's first woman to be sentenced to death. And you can tune in again next week for another brief case. <laughs>